Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson here to tell you a little bit about adfreeshows.com. People often ask me, what exactly is adfree shows all about? Well, I'm glad you asked. Not only do you get early ad-free access to all of my podcasts starting at just $9, but you also get many of your other favorite wrestling podcasts like Click This with Kevin Nash, Gentleman Villain with William Regal, Oh You Didn't Know with Brian James, and others. But yeah, still just $9 a month. That's 14 podcasts in total every single week, early with no ads. That's like 20 cents an episode. And yes, you can listen to them all directly through Apple Podcasts or through your regular podcast apps. How easy is that? Want some more cheese on that Whopper? AdFreeShows.com has literally tens of thousands of hours worth of bonus content, including fantastically popular series like Eric Fires Back, Idle Chase, and Strictly Business. And I don't know why this is a thing, but there's even more than 40 Ask Conrad episodes waiting for you at AdFreeShows.com. We've got monthly Zoom chats with all the podcast hosts, live watch-alongs with wrestling legends, and more. Come on now. See for yourself what thousands of other wrestling fans have already discovered. That's adfreeshows.com. It's the best value in wrestling today. Check it out right now. Adfreeshows.com. You'll be glad you did. and you're listening to to be the man and of course we couldn't do it without the hall of famer himself the goat the nature boy rick blair rick how are you man all right i'm good man big day for the nature boy i'm excited man uh the rumor in any window right is you're head, headed uh, to go do another commercial and uh of course the big news is out rick flair drip has uh gone mainstream today how about that man very excited. Gonna change my life. I'm, I'm gonna have me a Connor, a Connor Flairston. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna Rick, talk Rick, about our Rick time. Rick Flair Estates. 
There's probably been several of those. Uh, now I think the wipes have them, but hey, yeah, we're going to keep the slaps one. Yeah, no, just always go back in time, don't you? <laughs> well, listen, that's what we do here on the show. We talk about the good times, and boy, what a story this was. We're going to be talking about the time you jumped to the World Wrestling Federation, and there had been rumor and innuendo, Rick, that you had actually been flirted with this idea before. I think Bruce even thought once upon a time at the original SummerSlam, you were supposed to be the special guest on the brother love show. As his story goes, you had second thoughts. They wound up just doing hacksaw Jim Duggan. It wasn't nearly as special, but boy, a lot of us thought, man, what if, how close did you come to actually making the jump in 88? Um, close enough that I, uh, I've never, I, I lost a lot of sleep over the decision, but at the end of the day, I just couldn't leave the guys. It, it had nothing to do with going up there. I was, I knew, I, I knew equally as many people up there. And, uh, you know, I've been lucky, as you know, to have so many friends over the years, um, and either company and to this day still do. So, um, I mean, not obviously one company now or two with AEW, but, um, I just, at the end of the day, I couldn't leave the guys. So, um, it was a, just a, a, it was an ego thing driven between me and Dusty. It just. It happened about once every three months. Then we, you know, work our way through it. But that's what the business is about: ego, um, timing, and um, it had nothing to do with the way anybody was treating me at that time. This is long before Jim Erd, right? Eric Bischoff came along. So this is just an ego, ego-driven decision. So we know eventually we're going to talk about the whole Jim Hurd debacle on the program here. But at least for now, let's keep the talk to the WWF because yes. once you make the decision, hey, I'm done with Jim Hurd, I'm out of here. Do you call Vince? Had Vince been contacting you? Do you talk to Pat? How does that first dialogue I call, I, happen? I, I, I called Vince directly. And so you called him at home and said, hey, what do you say? I said, uh, I know you're probably going to think I'm crying wolf again, but I'm ready to go. And I explained, wow. exactly, I explained everything from the Daytona beach conversation to offering to, uh, go to Columbus, Georgia and drop the belt to Barry and her, you know, give me the dialogue, which needn't be repeated again. Same shit. Go fuck yourself. You know, I'll send someone to get the belt. And, right. um, who would Doug Dillinger, Doug, I finally didn't ask Doug that story last week. He'd be a great guest on the show. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, and I said, Doug, actually, they owe me money on it, which was the truth, which I eventually got paid. Uh, I, I gladly would have given it to him. I know I'll remember seeing the money. That that right. was a decided factor. Because back in the old days, the champion had to put up 25 grand, and I'd had it. Ultimately, I got a check for, I think you and I have discussed it, either 36 or 46 or something like that. From right. watch before I went back, before I gave it back to him. So, um... You know, then I made a mistake of selling the other belt uh, through hard times when I was having a difficult time financially to um, to Hunter along with the gold roll, which I can't get back to this day. <laughs> it doesn't look like I'm going to get it back. <laughs> so let's talk about the belt because that really became a big piece of the story. And if you go back, I mean, even at that point, nearly a decade, the actor magazines, as we like to call them, if you go down to the grocery store or the newsstand, there's all these pro wrestling covers. 
And most of them at some point during the year, maybe multiple times a year would have, what if so-and-so face so-and-so almost fantasy booking. And the mm -hmm. dream match for a lot of wrestling fans was the face of the WWF and Hulk Hogan versus the face of the NWA and Ric Flair. And of course, Hogan was the champ at the time. Mm -hmm. Did it just immediately, was that the immediate direction you thought that Vince was going to go as champion versus champion with you coming in with the belt? You know, believe it or not, I, I, that never even came into the conversation. Wow. He, I, I just wanted to get out of there and he, um, I think he realized that I'm, you know, I'm certainly we could start from A to B. I when in terms of doing be easy to do business with, I don't think it's ever been, ever been anybody easier. I just couldn't put up with the way he was, you know, that he was insisting on changing my entire character after being a world champion for the NWA for 10 times, you know, 10 times. I just, I didn't get it and it, it cracked me. It, it literally cracked me. So but, we'll come back to the, the bell. No, I, the I, no I, I, I flew, I flew up to him. I, I flew up, had dinner with him and, uh, we went to the office and he said, um, you know, I don't, I don't do guarantees, but I'll make you more than you made last year. And he asked me what I made and I ended up making 130 more. Uh, just, you know, obviously the, the, the perception of the business is, is like an old song. If you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. And mm -hmm. it certainly had that. And I'm sure part of you wondered, Hey, can I really do this? Did you have any of those self-confidence issues that we've no. heard about, about would that New York? No, no, okay. no. Then I got off the plane there and all, but it, the self-confidence was driven by the management. Right. Those guys, are, those guys, all those guys up there at that time were Piper, DiBiase, Hacksaw. I mean, all friends of mine for years, Hogan, um, who I didn't know that well at that time, but I certainly had been around him a lot and uh, we'd had fun. Um, Randy outbreak, Randy, the business. A lot of people don't realize that Randy came to Charlotte, weighed 170 pounds. He had just got through playing minor league baseball for the St. Louis Cardinals. And I helped break Randy in basically. I mean, he and Lanny were living together and you know, I, I thought Randy was a great kid. I like Lanny and. You know, we hung out together and, uh, I've always had a lot of respect for Randy, but I, you know, I, there was no, I, there was no discussion or if people will debate this till I die. Nobody ever promised me a Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair match at WrestleMania. Right. And I didn't well, afford. I, I, I definitely want to talk about that, but I want to know a little bit about just the, the financial piece these days, a lot of folks of your stature would operate with, uh, an agent. And I think that maybe the first person to use a quote unquote agent, uh, was Lex Luger, or at least that's the narrative and, and pro wrestling lore. Did you have a an agent at that a time a or no? Actually the first, I'll give you a little trivia was, uh, Ventura. Okay. With, Bar with Barry Bloom. Got it. Then Steamboat with Barry Bloom. I didn't have an agent. I just had a lawyer, you know, who double crossed right. me, who, who double crossed me when they sold the Turner. Because my lawyer in Charlotte, Crockett hired, and uh, when it came to the, the to the merger and the selling, then I was the last one to know, because they wouldn't have bought the company as we've talked about without me. And if you don't believe that, find Blair Schnitzeler, wherever he is. He negotiated the purchase, and uh, he told me later on, 
well, you should ask for a lot more money than you got. I said, why is that? Because we wouldn't have bought it without you. Oh, man. <laughs> that's not what you want to hear. That, no, it certainly wasn't. And it, that's, that causes a big riff for me and Dusty and uh, Jimmy. That, you know, it, so, it, it, they, they always work. It always works. It always works. What what we're looking for? It, they always these things always seem to work out. But with yeah, with Jimmy, it just didn't work out ever. I didn't I didn't talk to Jimmy for twenty years. I finally I finally well, spoke to him the week before he died. But it wasn't so much me. I just it just you know I I couldn't imagine being that close to someone for so long and then them not you know letting me be aware of you. Of the consequences, circumstance, and, and, yeah, and, and and not wish for me to have the best possible deal, right? That, that that's what I couldn't understand. And then ultimately, you know, a lot of people don't know this. After I made the, the verbal agreement with Vince, shook his hand, um, Jack Petrick and heard and those guys took me and my lawyer to lunch at the Ritz the Hotel, you yeah. know, in Atlanta. You've been there, uh, Conrad, and they offered me three million dollars for two years, and I turned it down. Cause I, I just have, I couldn't let be the sound. It's uh, it's amazing to think about what if, and we actually talked about that in depth. Uh, and I can, I, I can prove that statement. Ask Dennis Guthrie. Oh no, it, Mr. Heard cop to it. Like we discussed it in our conversations with Conrad thing. And I think that was his first, uh, interview in the wrestling space in decades. Uh, but no, yeah, we, I, I, I could have, I could have, I could have gone for 500 to 1.5 million to sign it. But my lawyer looked at me and said, the minute I heard that you on paper, it'll just make you miserable anyway. Yeah. So there again, you know, that was just the, the way it went. So I kept my word to Vince, which, you know, I feel good about. I left a lot of money on the table, but I, it, but then more than that, I left, I left my friends behind. That, that was hard, but like I said, I was lucky to have friends everywhere. So one of the things that I don't think a lot of folks realize that even myself didn't know this until a few years ago. You were technically under contract with WCW until September 1st, but that means you couldn't appear at SummerSlam 91 at the Garden. But we do see the big gold belt. Uh, it becomes a part of a, a backstage skit where Bobby the Brain Heenan is going to go knock on Hulk Hogan's door. He's got the big gold belt in hand. So the belt actually arrives to the company before you're on TV, right? Well, I had FedEx it overnight. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, he said, prove it to me. I said, I'll fit at you right now. Uh, the, uh, the first promo that aired with, uh, Bobby, the brain heat and was on superstars of wrestling on August 10th, 1991. And so here we are, even in advance of SummerSlam and Bobby Heenan is saying that this belt represents the real world's champion, never says your name, uh, as far as I know, but he certainly teases over and over and over. Uh, that something big is coming and boy, that got wrestling fans talking. What'd you think of that creative, the real world's champion using the belt? Why well, did everything to do with it? <laughs> because when they said hands off, I actually just went in, I kind of went into seclusion for a month. Right. Everybody just told me to lay low and I did. So I didn't have anything to do with the creative, but I certainly didn't mind. I didn't mind it when it happened, you know? So. At what point does he bring, go ahead. ahead. At what point does Vince put it on your radar that, hey, I want you to be with Bobby Heenan? Because although you had been with JJ before, it certainly felt, and they tried it with Hiro Matsuda and certainly had some valets, but 
a lot of times in wrestling, the folks who wind up with quote unquote managers are guys who need a mouthpiece, guys who maybe yeah. aren't that strong of a promo. That was not the rap on you, but Bobby Heenan is a once in a lifetime talent. Did you I, like I, that idea? What'd you think? I, I, I did. And we've been friends for years. I broke in with Bobby in, uh, which by the way, September 24th is 50 years and Conrad and the party I'm having here in Tampa is I'm going to be off the hook. I'm sending a <laughs> private jet for you and my daughter. <laughs> oh yeah. 50 years. Will be. I'll be that? there. Can't wait. September 24th, 50 years. Where's the time back. go? Yeah. And my first match was December 10th. So my first day out that training camp was September 25th. I spoke with Brunzel and Patera and Greg Guyton and we all arrived at that day. So. Fantastic. Well, if we're talking about, uh, 50 years of quality, it makes me think about Rectech. It's time to talk about Rectech, an amazing company that offers wood pellet grilled, uh, fueled by all natural hardwood pellets. They've got all your other outdoor lifestyle products like coolers, apparel, and grill accessories and more, but with grills ranging from $3.99 up, Rectech has grills for every lifestyle and every budget with a key focus on flavor, convenience, and versatility. Their factory direct pricing eliminates the middleman and all grills ship for free. Plus the Rectech pellet grills are made from high quality stainless steel and they're built to last a lifetime, just like the nature boy. Rectech's flagship model, the RT 700 comes with a 40 pound pellet hopper. It's got 702 square inches of cooking space, the PID Wi-Fi controller and a six year bumper bumper warranty. You can bake, smoke, sear, grill, even dehydrate on the grill, all with the push of a button. That's why those in the know choose Rectech. So it's time to toss aside that tasteless gas grill. Get rid of that messy charcoal grill or even that overhyped brand name grill. Toss that to the side and join an elite wood pellet grilling family. By focusing on flavor, convenience, and versatility, Rectech sets the new standard in grilling. So visit Rectech.com, that's R-E-C-T-E-Q, and use the promo code NatureBoy5 to get 5% off site-wide. That's 5% off their top-notch wood pellet grills, they're one of a kind Rectech ice or coolers, their chef tested rubs and sauces, the accessories, the merch, everything's 5% off at Rectech.com when you use the promo code natureboy5. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, you know, where you are in, in terms of your contract. It's reported in the observer. You're still negotiating with WCW. They're bringing deals back. Uh, you're even booked for an, a, a resi convention that's held the day before SummerSlam. So there's tons of rumor and innuendo you're going to be at SummerSlam. Uh, but as we said, instead, Bobby Heenan challenges Hulk on your behalf outside of his locker room. Did you actually stop by the building? Did you go to SummerSlam 91 just to say hi to the guys or whatever? No, no, I never got there till, um, I can't remember it was Dayton TV it was my first, uh, my first night there. And I, I, and I met Sherry Martell at the hotel and we stayed out and drank all night. And I was five minutes late for TV my first day. And my first day at TV, he called me aside and said that at 500 bucks, this isn't, this isn't WCW, you're on time. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. That's it. New day. So there's so much build and hype uh, as wrestling fans at the time, man, what's going to happen with Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. When do you actually get to talk to Hulk and is any of that discussed? I know you're going to work a series of house shows. I'm not talking about WrestleMania, but just 
it does feel like a dream match and now you're both in the same promotion do you get any leisure time with hulk where y'all can talk about what that might look like no what happened was i went down to make interviews and we called hulk on the phone and he said you're finally here and huh? i said yeah <laughs> and then i started making interviews for um whatever we were doing next with with vince and like, kevin and the whole cast of characters there so it was a it was a great time in my life. I was away from Herd, who had just had completely driven me crazy. I mean, the whole booking committee thing is just a bunch of shit. I mean, even with Eric, I cannot emphasize enough to you. So it's me, going back to Eric, just changing the subject for a minute. It's me, Greg Gagne, Mike Graham, Bill Dundee. I still can't figure out how that worked out, but and <laughs> Jim Cornette for a while. I mean, but ultimately, anything that ever came out of there, I mean, it was a committee, but anything that came out of there was my fault. Does that make sense? Yeah. Be just because of who I supposedly was supposed to be in the business that way. But God, it was extremely stressful hours after. And then you, then you got nothing. And then Herbert looked at it and said, ah, that's not good. Like he knew something about wrestling, right? We didn't even need to repeat ourselves on that, but with the same thing with Eric, you know, we, we worked on it and then all of a sudden would just be, sometimes we would just, just say something and come up with some ideas just out of frustration. I mean, right. You know, the biggest, big, the biggest problem that I had with Eric was that all the talent, like all with, with Eddie Guerrero and all those guys, right. And this is very similar with her. He wanted to put together his own team and all these young guys like, uh, um, Chris Jericho and Eddie and all these guys were just getting pushed aside because when, when Hogan came with Eric, he brought in all his friends, which is not, 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 it's not, it's not a bad deal for those guys. And I'm happy to see a lot of them there, but it came with the expense of other guys who'd already been there. Younger guys just being pushed completely off, off to the side. And then of course you get the heat for that. So Rick, let's talk about heat because there's a fair amount of heat going around New York. Of course, famously the ultimate warrior as wrestling lore has it held up Vince McMahon for more money. He wanted a Hogan like contract. And as soon as he comes out of the ring, he's promptly fired. Uh, you don't get a ton of time to, to work with him here in the, the beginnings of your run. Of course, we know he's going to be brought back after wrestling at WrestleMania eight the following year. But what was the, the, the rap you were hearing about the ultimate warrior in the WWF? Uh, you know, funny and nothing. I didn't, I wasn't privileged at all about that. I mean, I knew about later on, but I mean, here's the deal. You hold up, you hold up the company, then you sue him, which he did. Then you end up in the hall of fame. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what I think. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's the way the company operated, right? There's, there's, a, there's a lot of people in the hall of fame that just are uh, there for, I'm not, for, I can't figure out what any rhyme or reason why there would be other than it's a political, something's gone array politically and they're in the, they're always wanting to heal damaged situations, which you know, I admire them for, but it certainly doesn't mean that someone needs to be in the hall of fame. That, to me, that should be based on skill, ability and, and what you've done in the business. So the day before your contract expires with WCW, they have a segment of the funeral bar where the two guests are Bobby Heenan and Roddy Piper. 
Uh, Piper gets really animated, spits on the title, throws it down, grabs Heenan to let him know he can't wait to see you again. And it does feel like with Savage coming back after SummerSlam 91, because they had the whole snake attack him and Miss Elizabeth at the wedding reception and Hogan and Piper, you've got a list of really great opponents oh, and absolutely. folks that you hadn't faced in a long time. That had to feel like a new challenge for you. Not, you know, not to disparage anyone, but it's not just Sting and Lex Luger on repeat. There's a whole new mm. crop of opponents here, right? Yes, absolutely. It was a tremendous time in life for me. Plus, I got to wrestle with, with Brett of Fairmont, too. So, yeah. Yeah. And how nice was that of Brett to come to the last match, huh? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He even came over to Kid Rocks to have a beer with me. My God. Brett, what love you. that. So let's talk about what Dave Meltzer had to say about all this uh, from the observer. Ric Flair officially signed Thursday with Titan sports. Flair will no longer be using the nature boy nickname instead using his gimmick of the champ. The contract believed to be a two year deal had no financial guarantees other than the standard guarantees of income from television appearances. There were some noises about a final attempt made by world championship wrestling to sign Flair to an offer quote unquote, so lucrative. He couldn't refuse. With him to come back as a babyface and oppose Lex Luger and have a hand in the booking, but not be the booker. However, no meeting between the two sides was ever finalized. We know there was a meeting, but no deal was finalized. But I, I do want to ask about this because it does feel like I saw a couple of robes in the WWF run where it didn't say Nature Boy on the back. It said Ric Flair. Did did Vince not like the Nature Boy name or concept? No. He just wanted to brand Ric Flair? No, not at all. Oh yeah, that that I'm not even sure where that came up. He liked Nature Boy. I just I just tell Olivia just changed them around periodically. Mm. You know, it's kind of like Charlotte left Charlotte on one, she left Flair on the other. I mean, it, you know, just to change it up. But um, um, no, no, he, he I'm one of the two people that he didn't mess with my name at all. I didn't change my character. He just made it clear: eighty heels don't draw. <laughs> <laughs> That kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing shit doesn't work. Well, it's selling, <laughs> we're selling marijuana like crazy today. <laughs> <laughs> and you Rick can get Flair your woo chews, your woo chews too. <laughs> Ric Flair drip coming to 11 states. The press release went live this morning. Got all the details there for you. I'm sure it's all over our social by now. So be sure to check it out. Uh, I want to mention the, the first time we get to see you on TV. Is a special episode of Primetime Wrestling and airs on September 9th. So at this point, you've been under contract for eight days, and this is your television debut. Uh, you're there in the black and white butterfly robe on the Primetime Wrestling set with Bobby the Brain Heat. And before you go out in front of that audience, is there any nervousness or anxiousness? I mean, obviously, you've been in all the big stages, but this is the no. first time on WWF TV. Take us through that day. Just a regular day. I was, I was so comfortable with myself. It, did, it just took one day to come out of that, that, I mean, the minute I got off that plane, I knew where I was. I, I went, I hadn't lost confidence in myself as a person. I lost confidence in myself. Um, um, because it was, it was just piled into me through her and, and, you know, that I was just too old and number one. And, uh, then I would, there was a, we needed, we needed to turn Flair Bay Fay. We was too old. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I just, it just, 
I don't know. And, and this is literally going on after I, at the age of 42, had three of the best matches of my life. Yeah. I mean, that, that, are, that are on tape, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just one year later. It's just Jim Hurt. It's it kind of like he refused to do the, the face-off. What's he going to do? Tell somebody to go up and close it, the Italian restaurant? I did. <laughs> <laughs> but I ran around the alley having fun. I did. Yeah. <laughs> what do, what's he going to do? <laughs> I have to line some bits. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about this debut on primetime wrestling. Obviously wrestling fans are all the buzz. We knew it was coming, but it's another thing to see you there in your robe cutting a promo on WWF TV. Did you feel like you were a bigger star because of this WWF run? I mean, certainly you were a big star on TBS, but just like that, just like really. That. Yeah. But I found out that I wasn't as big a star as I thought I was because we did the, we didn't have nearly, uh, TBS at that time didn't have nearly the saturation or that's what we're looking for that network TV did. Right. So. Mm -hmm. And once again, I don't, people that they, they don't like to hear me say this that are my fans and are, you know, support me, but I was never as big a star in the WWE as if people give me credit for, I just wasn't because I didn't have, I didn't, I, I, I had only been on network TV for that year with them prior to then the cable of course got bigger, but even to this day, you know, the network has got a bigger audience, just like Fox does than, than USA. And, if, and and back then it was really, it was really, um, um, what am I trying to say? It was, it was really a major difference back in the, back in 1991. So Talk yes, we, about... so, we, 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 we sold out of a lot of arenas, but there were some we didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. At the end of that first interview, you know, your first appearance on WWF TV. What's Bobby's reaction to it? What's Vince's reaction to it? Is everybody happy? Do they feel like we have something special or is it just another day at the office? Well, I think there's something special, but I think there was a lot of underlying stuff going on back then. That was a, a troublesome time, uh, for the WWE for a number of reasons, but I would just walking into, does that make sense? Yeah. I, I wanted to talk to you about that because there's a horrible thing I, 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 starting to bubble up. Oh, for all this stuff. And I just. I just, I just, just meet these guys as I'm walking in the door, including yes. him. I had yeah. no idea who he was. Right. I, I wonder, you know, we've heard the story that that's one of the reasons that, uh, Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon for that matter, were so enamored with the idea of, uh, Kevin Nash coming over because this is very much the steroid era. Everyone's paying attention. It feels like there's a, there's a big magnifying glass of what we're doing. So here's this big guy who's just naturally a big guy and they could get excited about that. I wonder if that was part of their plan with you too, because you were a giant like Andre or, or the ultimate warrior or Hogan. Uh, but you did present, you know, a main event opportunity without being six foot five. Does that make sense? Yeah. Repeat what you said. It was to start that sentence again. Or you broke up. Well, from that. I, I'm just curious about Zahorian. And all the drama that all of that brought, if Vince felt like bringing you in as a top guy was a step in the right direction, because you were not necessarily, you know, the biggest bodybuilder in the ring. 
Um, I never thought of it like that. That could be a reason. I I hope, like to think it's because I had the ability, but I don't know. Of course. No, of course. I, I, yeah, yeah. But what would you say about Nashville? You said nothing about Nash. Well, I just know that that was one of the things that they were excited about is here's a guy who is a seven footer, who's a big guy and natural yeah. time. Uh, yeah. and, 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 and that represented a departure from, you know, the, uh, as ultimate warrior was often referred to by Dave Meltzer, the anabolic warrior. Well, Kevin Nash yeah. didn't present that way. If that makes sense. No, Kevin Nash, not at all. Kevin just a big guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 I mean, Kevin Nash played division one basketball, Tennessee. The fucking hell with that. I mean, you know, he had knee issues, but that's that's just wear and tear on, on a seven foot guy that, that you know, I, I think at times there Kevin's weighed 300 pounds, but Kevin's just an avid trainer and big guy. I never thought of Kevin Nash as being associated with steroids at all. Ultimate Warrior, obviously. I mean, the list of, it, it got, I don't even need to mention the names. You know who they are. Oh, of course. Yeah, and, we all do. And, 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 and that's not even my, uh, well, that, that's not even stuff I like to comment on, but I mean, you know, that's just, that was a way of life, not just in wrestling. It was a way of life in sports period. Everybody was looking for the advantage. And for us, I, I don't look at it so much as it, it enhanced anybody's skill. It just gave everybody an edge in, 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 in their appearance. And I've never looked good. So, I mean, I, I had, a, <laughs> I, 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 I was, I was average at best, but I had, I, I feel like I had a lot of skill and I could talk. So everybody's buzzing these days about Wu Wing. I can't believe this is a real thing, Rick, but you've got your very own virtual restaurant concept. that's now open where fans can enjoy the legendary flavors of world championship wings by ordering on Uber Eats or Postmates. Uh, Wu Wings is now open in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, many more locations coming soon. And as a virtual restaurant, Wu Wings is looking to partner with existing restaurants in major metro areas. So tell your favorite sports bar or local restaurant you want Wu Wings in your town or visit RicFlairWings.com. That's RicFlairWings.com. But if you're in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, uh, fire up Uber Eats or the Postmates app and look for Wu Wings. Try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16-time world heavyweight champion, Woo wings. This episode is sponsored by better help. A lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash 10 wrestling today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash 10 wrestling. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, let's talk about your first television taping. I can't believe this is real, but boy, they loaded it up for you, man. You've got an interaction with Roddy Piper, Randy Savage, and Vince McMahon. And I think this might be the first instance Vince is physically involved. He gets hit with a chair and even stretchered out. That is a vote of confidence for him to put himself in an angle and have the physicality like this. And I think you might be the first person he did that for. How cool is that? It's very cool. I mean, I, I just feel like he just gave me, um, you know, I, I certainly, they gave me every opportunity in the world to get over and gave me top talent to work with. And not only that, you know, Roddy is one of my best friends. Uh, I feel like Randy and I always had a nice relationship. Hogan and I are good friends to this day. It was just, it was a tremendous time of life for me. So Rick, let's do some questions. We got tons of questions about this. Uh, I want to remind everybody the topic that we're doing today was voted on by you guys. You can do that right now over on social. If you want to vote on what we're talking about next week or the week after we're going back to polls, we're throwing you the keys. We want to talk about what you want to talk about. So find us at to be the man pod on Twitter. And uh, let your voice be heard. Let's jump into it. Flair fan wants to know, was there ever any consideration with Vince about changing your character before the vignettes? Or was it always his idea to present you as the real world champion? Always his idea <laughs> to present me as the real world champion. His or Pat, I assume. Dan wants to know, do you think if you had left the WWE in 1986, would it have been you and Hogan at WrestleMania three instead of Hogan and Andre? Yeah, I'd have, that'd be a tough call. I'd like to say yes, but I don't know about that. Michigan, see, here's the, the only reason it might've been is because the saturation with TBS in Michigan, Pennsylvania, that was in Ohio is huge, but that yeah. would be the, that'd be the only reason I don't, I don't think it ever of considered being the same class as Andre though. Not What's crazy to think about to me, Rick, is if you would have made the jump for SummerSlam 88, like Bruce thinks maybe there was a chance for, instead of it being Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage at WrestleMania five and the mega powers exploding, WrestleMania five could have been Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. That mm-hmm. would have been bananas. It would have changed no. a lot of stuff, right? Well, yeah, I, that, that yeah, I definitely believe it's possible. Because maybe, maybe, because I do think that, I think, um, that he did tell me that if, if I do, if I would come at SummerSlam, I'd go, does that make sense? I wouldn't just come in there to do the favor that, that, that I am sure of. Jeremy people says, do you still have the Vegas big gold after the, the WWF run? It was used in WCW once. Let me explain to everybody listening what the Vegas big gold is. As we've established once upon a time, Rick took the nwa world title that we commonly refer to as the big gold belt on tv there that caused all kinds of lawsuits and injunctions eventually the wwf decided to air on the side of caution so they started to blur the belt out and then just to make sure they were okay they commissioned a tag belt to be modified to say world champion on it uh and we would still blur the belt out now that was all happening mm-hmm. while reggie parks was making a, a belt that looks just like the big gold as far as 
the shape and size and color and all that stuff. And then by the time it gets there, well, soon after Rick is the actual world champion and we don't need it anymore, but you did hang on to that belt. And I think you used it once in WCW, but I believe the rumor is you wound up gifting it to Hunter years later, right? The NWA belt? Uh, the, 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 or the, 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 oh, no, I gifted that to him. Yes. With a note that said, I wish I could have dropped this to you in 1986. Yeah. Which to my knowledge, he has, um, you know, hanging over his fireplace somewhere in his home. Yeah. That, that's what I was told. So I've heard the saying that it's, uh, hung in his office, his home office. So his office is, um, the 10 pounds, the NWA belt. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which I, which I sold to them, which I, as I've said before, I wish it'd sell back to me, but. I guess that's not going to happen. Me too. Uh, Dragon Sleeper yeah. Johnny wants to know, Bobby Heenan is one of the best managers ever. Where would you rank him? Bobby Heenan? Yep. Yeah, me too. Me too. Always. Uh, uh, actually, I can't, I can't think of anybody even close. There's a lot. There's been a lot of really good managers, but Bobby Heenan, number one, when Bobby Heenan wanted to, he, at that point, at that time in his career, would have been one of the top 15 guys that could work. I mean, his skill in the ring was unbelievable. He didn't have to wrestle long matches, but had Bobby just wanted to be a wrestler, he could have. He was great. Uh, RCS88 writes, did you get a chance to interact with Ricky Steamboat when you arrived in 91? And do, did you ever discuss with him the possibility of working a match in the WWF? That would have been interesting to he, recreate what you guys he, have done. He, 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 he was leaving and I was coming. I'll say. We crossed paths in the same way. Same with Aaron Tully. Yeah. Uh, Adam Michaels wants to know, who are the wrestlers you looked forward to the most to wrestle when you got to the WWF? Piper, oh God, Savage, DBS. Yeah, Piper, Savage. I never got to wrestle Teddy there, but um, I think against him one time, maybe in a Survivor Series. But um, I mean, just it was just I mean, look at I had so many friends there. Terry Taylor was there. DBS was there. Traveling with those guys, I'm wrestling Hot Rod, traveling with Hot Rod, uh, and then I'm teaming with Sid against Hot Rod and Hulk. I mean. We were just sold out everywhere. It was insanity. And of course, anytime I got to work with Hulk, which is, I mean, it was sold out. I don't think we ever had one building that didn't sell out. If we did, it would have been the garden. But from Chicago, back and forth, they were across the country, we sold out. Dave McClay says, when you first arrived to the WWF, did you realize right away that Vince might be the best wrestling promoter you'd ever worked for? Absolutely. I didn't even have to think twice. My, my God is such a professional organization as it remains today. It just, uh, you know, you hear these, they're like, there's always been, can be something, someone's always going to have something negative to say about somebody. That's just life. But I can't, I just can't think of anything negative to say about the WWE in as a promotion. Um, as a promotional role, I, I just, I haven't always liked the decisions they've made, but it doesn't stop you from respecting who they are. They're just, they're, they're, there's a reason why they're the best. Steve Brown wants to know, what was Bobby Heenan like away from the cameras? But funnier than he was on. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could tell you. <laughs> 
Drew Landry and, and by says, the way, go ahead, go ahead. No, did you ask Davidell's page to do a last match? It's sarcastic. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, I don't, where are all these rumors coming from? I don't know how, you know, so here's the thing I did ask him the day before to, he said, Hey man, I need a surprise. Would you hit somebody with a diamond cutter? And so we talked about the creative and, and, and in wrestling, a lot of times people always want to know, well, Hey, where is this going? Right. And so I mm-hmm. said, Hey, I, I don't know that we're going to necessarily start something. We pay off unless you want to do a last match one day and laughed. And now it becomes, yeah. uh, I made a big pitch and, and I, I heard through the grapevine that Booker T did an interview saying that I asked him to do a last match. I haven't spoken yeah. to Booker in yeah. forever, but, uh, yeah. he's a great yeah. guy. And I, I thank the world of him and DDP, but no, I don't have any last match plans. I kind of had my last match the same day you did yours. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't think so, but it just social media, man. It's unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> everybody, everybody wants, everybody wants to be part of it. And, and the ones that work wish they had, bro. Well, that's a fact. Uh, Drew Landry says, we all know why you left the WWF or WCW and NWA. When you came into the WWF, it appeared as though you were a top guy paired with Hogan. Was that part of a conversation to bring you in or did the pairing even matter in your mind? It didn't matter in my life yeah. at all. Uh, Brad Stanton says, did you think going to the WWE was a goal for you? Uh, meaning was that perceived in your mind's eyes being an upgrade from where you had been? Oh my God. Are you kidding me? From being booked by, by Jim Hurd <laughs> and, Ole, and, and, and Ole Anderson to going and working with Pat and Vince and Kevin Dunn. Are you kidding me? Good Lord. It, 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 it you know, where people will say that I, that I was ahead of my time when I, I really believe I was, I mean, because what I'm doing, even what I, what I did back then is, has made me more famous today than that it made me back then, right? Yeah. The clothes, everything, the jewelry, whatever it is, the drip. Um, that, that's where they were in terms of, uh, in terms of their, uh, status. They were just fabulous. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were just so far ahead of their time and, and not afraid to, to go out and gamble and risk and, and, and push forward. That's, but that's been, that's been, I think the part of the anatomy of the company that all comes from bids. Sean Daniels wants to know, do you think people in the audience at the primetime taping were legitimately surprised to see you? What was that like? So your first appearance on a WWF set, it had been teased, but a lot of people wondered, where is this leading? Uh, do you think folks were shocked to see you or was the cat kind of out of the bag? I think the cat was kind of out of the bag. I, I know that I felt very comfortable about it. I just. You know, back then I just, I, I, I loved going to work and I couldn't wait for the after party and, and that, and that, what, that year I had up there all over one it was between the European trips and America. I mean, I, that rivaled my time in the eighties with the four horsemen. I had so damn much fun. That's that brings up a great question from Ben Ledbetter. He says, can you take us inside of your time booking for WCW and how much it was a relief to just be able to concentrate on you and your in-ring performance? That had to be a big difference, right? Right. No more politics, just you being you. Just me being me. Yeah. And, and, and like I say, the booking is, <laughs> I just got the heat. Yeah. I wish I could tell you, I mean, if you actually think that I volunteered 
to let, to put Hulk over five times, retire, supposed to be off a year with pay for a year, with pay for a year, to come back a month later and, and be dressed up and come out of the audience and attacks. I mean, if you actually think that that was me booking that, you're out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> I never got paid. I never got to, and then I put Savage over five times. Yeah. Because the other guy, they wouldn't work with the other guys. Right. They didn't, they didn't want to work with Vader. They didn't want to work with Rude. That left me over and over again. If anybody thinks I actually booked that, they've got to be really high. And Austin Products available to Lady get a new hire. <laughs> yes, we do. Ray Flair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're available right now. But if, you th if they really sit down to think about that, do you think I booked me and Arn, me and Arn Anderson? To get beat together by Vader? No. In Daytona Beach? No. A guy that I beat for the world title a year before by myself? Yeah. Now think about that. No, of course not. V Vader, v what? That's all Eric Bischoff, guys. Yeah. He just couldn't stand me and R. The people who remember that, that Vader beat me and R together? In a handicap match, yeah. In a handicap match? Yeah. You think Arn and I were happy about that? I can't imagine so. Do you think I booked it? No. Thank you. I do not. <laughs> Please. We'll do two more from our old pal, Lenny Bakken. <laughs> oh, I, I, I hope this makes the news. And they really think I booked me to get beat by all five fucking times in a row and then retire at Halloween Havoc with guaranteed pay for a year off come back a month later dressed up like a woman and jump out of the crowd. No. That's just what Rick Flair wanted to do. He wanted to be buried in the He wanted to spend time in the same asylum. He wanted to get his head shaved. <laughs> That's just what Rick Flair wanted to do after being the world champion, wrestling Harley Race, Terry Funk, Dory Funk, Jack Briscoe. That's just what I had in mind for myself. Well, I'm hoping something you have in mind for yourself since it got so viral last week is that you're keeping your old ass hydrated. Are you drinking water, Rick? Can we approve of the fact that you're drinking water? Yeah, yeah. That you're yeah, hydrated. Yeah. yeah, and let's just touch on the subject here. This is so absurd. I've gotten so much for saying, for admitting that I got dehydrated. Here's the deal. We had all these people talking about having these matches in 73. The, the point that I made is that I came back no one is ever going to have a match at 73 that's been through what I've been through. Right. From airplane crashes to C5 and C6 being cracked in my neck to almost dying and being a life support. That's what I came back to prove. Yes. That I could do something that nobody else could ever do. Yes. So when people start saying, well, there's this people that could have this match, they're 51, they could do it. Bullshit. I, I call bullshit to all of them. No one that's been through what I've been through physically could do what I did. And if I made a mistake and didn't drink enough water, yes, I'm drinking lots of water now. <laughs> but I'm drinking it with beer. <laughs> Some things never change. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that it, they're trying to, but what, what comparison are you drawing or is no comparison? I agree. Somebody's got, somebody's got to want to have their last match. Never had a first good match. Oh. 
Okay. No, I'm not. No, no, I'm just talking about one person I saw. No one. <laughs> I love you for that. I don't, nobody we mentioned, but <laughs> I, I saw the, I saw the picture too, and I, it got sent to me a lot, and I think we all had a chuckle. Um, yeah. Lenny Bucken <laughs> wants to know: Did Rick get to go to Vince's house for any of the contract discussions? That's kind of a famous thing we hear about. Rick, did you ever go to? Yeah, yeah, I did. What was that like? Absolutely. Unbelievable. They still have it. They're right there in um, Greenwich, right? Yeah, Greenwich. Yeah. I, I believe they still have the home. It's just, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, I think they, at that time, they lived next door to Yvonne Lindell. Oh, yeah. But it was, it's in a, it's in a state. It was beautiful. And the, 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 of course he had this phenomenal gym was what probably is, uh, you know, probably enjoying the whole first thing he showed me, but it was just beautiful. And, um, Stephanie was there that day. And, um, I remember I was so nervous. He, you know, we were eating tuna fish and shrimp. I mean, something just a little healthy food. Right. And I, I got, um, what do you call that? When you start joking on the tuna fish, um, uh, yeah, that's the like reflux or something order. like that. Yeah. Re- ask the reef. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't go to the bathroom. He must have thought there was something wrong with me. I was joking at it. And it, I didn't eat quite that healthy in quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we were drinking Diet Coke. There was no beer. <laughs> one last one from Lenny yeah, Bakken. He, he wants to know, did Rick feel like any of the other wrestlers were threatened when he joined the company? That's, that's a fair question because we hear a lot of times guys fret about, I don't want to lose my spot. Did you experience any of that with this new locker room? No, I didn't. I, I don't know. I didn't think about that back then. If I did, I wouldn't have worried, but I just wanted to have fun. Well, we had, and I, uh, and I, and I, I hope that, uh, I mean, I still talk to Terry Taylor and DBS, you know, guys. We had more fun than anybody should be allowed to have. It was just like with being Tully and Iron the Horseman. I mean, we worked hard and we had fun. We laughed. If you can't laugh, I mean, I, my dad told me that a long time ago. If you can find something to laugh about every day, it's kind of like the Jimmy B thing, but I'm just, you will just use the word laugh. Yeah. Find something to laugh about every day that chances are you're going to live a lot longer. God knows and can't, I can't take myself serious anymore at 73. <laughs> now let's have some fun and lots of people yeah. are going to be but, having fun with rick flair drip check it out the fresh release yeah. is out there everybody knows all about it it's going to be in 11 states coming your way we'll have all the information i'm sure you're going to continue to hear a lot about it here on to be the man next week we're going to be doing something else that you guys wanted to hear based on our poll we're going to be talking about the time that rick lost a loser leaves town match to mr perfect on monday night raw so we essentially talked about the jump from WCW into the WWF. And now next week, we'll talk about the jump leaving the WWF, going back to WCW, and how maybe somebody wasn't sure there was any value in the Nate. I can't believe that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That. oh that, that, that's even a better story than when I left. <laughs> it's an unbelievable story. Can't wait to talk about it next week. And thank you guys for putting up with us this week. As you can tell, I'm in a location. I'm not at the Conradison. Uh, but you guys, you guys humored us, ladies, and we appreciate ladies, that. Ladies and gentlemen, Conrad and Megan are on uh, location yes. next to the 10,000-square-foot home they're building Listen on the this. beach. 
not to mention their lake home, which they're expanding on, which is 200 miles to the west. Oh, my God. The Conradison, 180 miles to the east. Oh, God. This rental property, this rental property is 19,000 square feet to rent right now <laughs> with six miles of beach waiting for a 64-foot sea ray to pull up. Now, <laughs> if the sea ray pulls up, there'll be somebody in the back yelling woo. I know that. <laughs> Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining hey, us. Hey, I, I, want, I want to thank Chad Bronstein. Yes. The guy that brought me into this and Brano and everybody so much for believing in me and giving me the opportunity. And the same would go to you, Conrad. I want to thank you, Stephen K. Thuzio, all the people that, you know, Steve Coughlin is with us right now, Dave. Um, we got all the team, man. It's so Mike cool. Dugger. Yeah. No, 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 that made that weekend happen. And people can say whatever they want to say about it. I dare somebody to have a bigger weekend and a bigger time and to celebrate life bigger than we did. Thank you. As a family and make a point that no one's going to duplicate. No. No one. Trust no. me. Can't be done. The God bless you all. Man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week yeah. right here. Welcome to be the man. If you could change one thing about your home, what would it be? A new kitchen, a new master bath, maybe put in a pool. What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? Savewithconrad.com can help. And you can even skip your next two house payments. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender, savewithconrad.com.